What's going on, Reds fans, and what's going on, baseball fans? Welcome in to the Lockdown Reds podcast. Joey Votto. All right, that's it. That's all we got to do. No, I'm just kidding. We've got a lot more than that on today's podcast. We're excited, though. Joseph Daniel Votto wills the Reds on to victory. We'll talk about that. I've got some thoughts on uh, some of the other guys that performed in the lineup. I mean, it wasn't just Joey Votto, but he helped. And then you also had another struggle of a performance for Vladimir Gutierrez, some questionable managerial tactics by David Bell. We're going to talk about all of that and get you set for Tyler Malley against Mitch Keller tonight at Great American Ballpark. Weather permitting, it's pretty soggy out there today. But before we get into all of that, let's play that intro video. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome inside the Lockdown Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. After you're done watching or listening to today's Lockdown Reds podcast, make sure to check out the Lockdown MLB podcast. Sully has you covered on baseball present and baseball past because he's pretty much like a walking baseball encyclopedia. But check out the Lockdown MLB podcast after today's show. Let's start off with today's big story. Joey Votto absolutely crushed. Um, you might say Votto still bangs because that was an amazing performance by Joseph Daniel, his 19th career game in which he got on base five times. Number 19 gets number 19 when it comes to getting on base five times. The only red to have done that more times is Pete Rose. He's done it 32 times in his career and Joey May or may not catch that. I don't know. But hey, it was a pretty good night. A couple of walks and a couple of bombs. Absolutely willing this Reds team to victory after they had fallen behind 5 nothing before the end of the third. And you could be excused if you turn the game off at that point because this Reds team has struggled mightily against anybody. It's gotten to the point where it's uh, if you throw a left-handed pitcher out there, it doesn't matter if you're the Pirates or if you're the Dodgers. That's the recipe for success against this lineup, but they came back in the fourth inning. They were able to mount a two out rally. That was beautiful. It started off with Jonathan India getting on base. I mean, what, what more have the reds uh, wanted this season? They have done fantastic when he gets on base, usually when he leads off the inning, but in this case it was with two outs. And then Kyle Farmer gets a hit. And then Nick Castellanos doubles both of them in. And then Joey Votto with a monster two-run shot that brought him and Castellanos both in. That was phenomenal. And then in the fifth inning, or sixth inning, it was just an awesome scene to see both he and Suarez go back-to-back. That was, yeah, that was in the sixth inning against Cody Ponce. Uh, Votto in his third at bat and Suarez in his third as well, just going back to back. And I tweeted this out. I I said, you know, in spring training, I envision this happening multiple times this season. It hasn't really worked out that way because Suarez hasn't been on his game until the month of September in the month of September. He's actually the second best reds hitter. According to weighted runs created. Plus he has been having a great month, the kind of month that we're hoping for him to bounce back overall. But the fact that he and Votto, 
or Votto and then him went back to back was just phenomenal to see as they took the lead and they would not give it back. A couple of insurance runs throughout the rest of the game. You had a solo shot from Kyle Farmer. And you had uh, Castellanos got an RBI single. You had um, an RBI walk that um, it, it, it was against Inyel De Los Santos, which is like an awesome name. It's also really awesome to hear Cowboy say that name on the broadcast too. But uh, with the bases loaded, he walked Delino DeShields Jr. So yeah, that, that happened. And the Reds just... Took it from there. Absolutely amazing bullpen game. Love to see the performance. Luis Sessa is just absolutely on fire right now. Uh, but 24 straight apparent plate appearances for Luis Sessa, not just innings, but 24 straight appearances. Perfect. Absolutely awesome. Love to see it from him. The fact that he is under team control for next year is just icing on the cake. And then Michael Lorenzen with two perfect innings with one strikeout. Michael Givens led off the ninth with a uh, double allowed, but at that point the Reds were up by four. So one hit really wasn't going to make you sweat. And then he calmed down and got everybody out. Not a save situation for him, but the Reds got that badly needed win. We are at the point of the season where it is not overkill. It is not overdramatic to say Every game is a must win. And the fact that the Cardinals beat the Brewers last night didn't help. So the Reds maintained their three-game deficit against the Cardinals. The Phillies lost to the Orioles. Thank you, Orioles. And the Padres were off last night. So both of them lost ground on the Reds. But the Reds need the Cardinals to lose now because they were in control of their own destiny on August 27th, and now they're not. Now they need some help. But that all starts with them winning. And this man right there, Joseph Daniel Votto, helped them do that. All right, I've, I've got some thoughts. Uh, kind of mentioned a bit of a rough start there for the Red Legs, and that was Vladimir Gutierrez. Our man Gutty was not super Gucci last night. Before we get into that, though, I wanted to let you know that you can still take advantage of our offer at betonline.ag. Set up your profile today and enter the promo code Locked On. You'll get 100% more on your initial deposit buy one get one free basically if you put in 100 they'll give you another 100 you put in 50 you get the point go there and check out their awesome lines and i'm feeling some sort of way we're going to talk about this more in depth here in a minute but whatever the over is i haven't actually looked at it but i'm going to look at it and i promise you i'm taking it take the over on this reds pirates game tonight you've got mitch keller who has shown, and, and we'll talk about this more, that in back-to-back starts, not great for him. Plus, he's only been okay this year. He's had a better stretch recently, but whatever. And then you got home Mally, which uh, is a lot different from road Mally. So when I'm looking at this game, I'm giving you a tip right now. Take the over. Whatever it is with Mitch Keller and Tyler Mally on the mound, that is the over in the Reds Pirates game tonight. And go there, set up your profile at betonline.ag with the promo code locked on to get a hundred percent more on your initial deposit. And there you go. The over is the over under is nine. Take over nine. Take it and run with it. I'm telling you what, it's a over kind of day at Great American Ballpark. Hopefully they even get this game in. But should they do so, take over nine. And it's right now out of value, plus 100. That's betonline.ag and the promo code locked on. So uh, 
um, I, I talked about the good. The good was the lineup. And to, to tell you the truth, I think they kind of bailed David out a little bit. We're, we're going to start off uh, talking about some shenanigans from the manager, David Bell. I've noticed this trend, and and Cowboy alluded to it on the broadcast last night. Tommy Thrall talked about it. I've seen some other people talking about it. Our friend Chad Dotson over at Red Leg Nation Radio has been talking about it. David Bell is managing games in September, games down the stretch, very important games. You've got to make a furious comeback to get that second wild card spot now. He's managing them like their games in May. He's getting guys more at bats. He's getting them more chances. And when pitchers are getting into trouble, he's not getting guys up in the bullpen. Last night, Vladimir Gutierrez didn't have it, period. I know you're going to look at the box score and actually see a couple of strikeouts, but that's going to mask the fact that 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 is more of an indictment on the Pirates lineup than it is saying that Goody was any kind of good. In fact, it wasn't until the sixth batter in the third inning that he got a called first strike. The only other time that he got a strike one to begin in that bat against the guy on the Pirates lineup was when they were swinging at the first pitch. And in Yoshi Sutsugo's case, that was a home run. So it's not as if we're really excited about that first pitch right there being a strike. He also got a ground out on the second inning on the first pitch, but for the most part, he was all over the place, did not have command of his fastball. His curveball was rolling to the plate, wasn't even bouncing, it was rolling to the plate. Just an overall rough night on the mound for Vladimir Gutierrez, and yet David Bell did not have the kind of urgency that you would expect. David Bell waited until the well, really the end of the third inning, kind of when the Reds were at bat in the bottom of the third, going into the top of the fourth to get anybody warming up in the bullpen. I I don't know what he was waiting for because you had guys that were ready to go, that could pitch, that hadn't pitched in a couple of days, get them in there. Uh, Why on earth he had to wait for the Pirates to score five runs off of Goody And it's something to note. It's weird on the managerial side that he didn't have that sense of urgency. But then I also kind of look at Goody. Here's the thing. This is absolutely the most he's ever pitched in one season, without a doubt. When you're talking about him coming up through the minors before he got drafted or signed by the Reds, I I just look at this and I say, Goody has really been stretched out this season. We've gotten a ton of great performances from him, but here recently they've not been so good. In fact, his ERA has risen. He is near uh, he is near five overall. I know his XFIP is above five. So when you look at this, you've almost got to wonder if they should continue to pencil him in. If this is a thing that you need to be like, maybe the Reds ought to consider something else. I, I don't know what that is. Maybe it's a bullpen day. Maybe you ask Vladimir Gutierrez to only pitch two or three innings and then have a bullpen day that begins with him. I'm not totally sure, but last night reeked of number one, David Bell being like, well, he's a young guy. We need to get him some innings. We need him to experience adversity and develop even though this is not the time of year to be doing that. And this also reeked of Vladimir Gutierrez just having a good long season. But right now, I mean, he started that game looking looking fatigued. He started it out kind of looking like, oh, this is going to be a labor. And it was. And whenever they went to the bullpen, the bullpen did its job, man. Talking about some, what was that? 
He got one out in the fourth. Math and four. Okay, four and two thirds. Math is hard. County, whatever. <clears throat> four and two thirds shutout innings by this bullpen. We said early on in the season, if you ask the bullpen to pitch that much for the Reds, you're asking for disaster. Yesterday, it was a thing of beauty. Love to see that. But Goody might have to change our expectations of him for the rest of the season. And one last thing that I wanted to talk about here, uh, we were kind of negative on David Bell, kind of negative on Goody, calling it like it is. Let's talk about something awesome. Let's talk about friend of the podcast, Lucas Sims. Shout out to um, Reds Content Plus on their morning spin newsletter this morning. They talked about this. Ever since he came off the IL, he has had a 48% strikeout rate. 48%. That's literally almost half. I'm not very good at math, but 48 is really close to 50. And that means that half of the guys that Lucas Sims faces, he is striking out. He's been the best reliever since the all-star break. It's been phenomenal. This is the guy that we were hoping for in spring training. Whenever we said, all right, well, they gave up their closer and they gave up their uh, guy who was first in line to be the closer. If the closer left. So who's the closer now? We talked about TJ Antone. We talked about Lucas Sims. And I always thought that Lucas Sims would be that guy. Now, here recently, he's not been pitched that way. We're not pitching him in safe situations, but that's okay. When I say closer, I mean ace of the bullpen. I mean the guy that you trust to shut the door. And he pitched another beautifully perfect inning yesterday with two strikeouts. That curveball is a phenomenal pitch that he's got, but the fastball just sets it up so beautifully. Lucas Sims has been phenomenal all, well, the second half of the season after coming off the IL, and I have loved every moment of it. Really hoping to get him on in the offseason. I really want to talk about this year. And, I mean, if you remember this game, this is the game, the picture in which the umpires just refused to stop the game, even though it was kind of snowing, and that's when the home plate umpire tossed Lucas Sims three balls and Lucas Sims tossed all three balls straight into the dugout because he's like, I can't grip him. That, I mean, that's where that picture's from. Ever since then, Lucas Sims has just been phenomenal, and I'm so happy to see how he has anchored this bullpen. Dude is striking out people. I mean, 48%. Let me reiterate that. 48% of the batters that he faces, he is striking out right now. What do you do with that? I don't know what you do with that, except celebrate it and think it's amazing. All right, coming up, I want to talk about this pitching matchup tonight, Mitch Keller against home Maui. That's coming up in just a minute. Before we talk about that, though, I want to tell you that you need to get DirecTV Stream. It's going to bring all of your favorite entertainment options under one television screen. Stop it with the multiple devices. Stop it with the bandwidth hogging with your your tablet and your phone and your television and your laptop. Just stop all of that. Go to directtv.com right now and learn about DirecTV Stream. It'll help bring all of your favorite sports, movies, television shows all under one television screen. It's 2021. Come on. Let's let's take your television and turn it into the entertainment power that you were expecting. Go to directtv.com right now to learn about DirecTV Stream. It is the way to bring your entertainment to you all under one screen and stop worrying about multiple devices ever again. Go to directtv.com to learn about DirecTV Stream. Compatible device required. Contents vary by package. 
Awesome. Check out rockauto.com for the next auto part for your car. Rockauto.com has every single part that your car will ever need, whether you've got a brand new Honda Civic or you're trying to restore an old classic car. Like, let's see, maybe like a like a 1967 Ford Mustang something like that. I don't know. Maybe you are that cool and you have that car, but if you need a part for it, check out rockauto.com. And if maybe you're not so tech savvy me- mechanically savvy when it comes to cars, they can help you out. They're a family owned company that's been doing this for over 20 years and they can help you tell the difference between a turn signal, a brake light and a headlamp so that you can get the exact right part for your car. Even if you're looking to like reupholster your car. I mean, that's clutch. Yeah, I don't even know where else you would go. Go to rockauto.com. They can help you out. And when you're in the checkout section at rockauto.com in the how'd you hear about us area, type in locked on to let them know. That's your pal Jeff from the Locked On Reds podcast sent you. That's rockauto.com. And when you're checking out in the how'd you hear about us section, type in locked on. Rockauto.com has all of the parts that your car will ever need. All right. So tonight, game two, the Reds actually have a shot. Well, they had a shot on Saturday as well against the Dodgers and Sunday, but they have a shot right now to win this series. Look, here's the thing, though. Winning two out of three against the Pirates doesn't do anything for me. They got to sweep them, and they got to sweep the Nationals, and they pretty much got to sweep everybody else the rest of the way. We're not really talking about a whole lot of leeway here. They've backed themselves into a corner of must-win territory, so tonight is a must-win. And we got Tyler Malley on the mound, which is usually a good thing. Except when he's on and when he's at home, you've probably heard this before, but he's not good at home this year. He's got a 6.09 ERA and that's an over 75 innings. I believe it's up to 79 now when he's pitching at great American ballpark. Now his last three starts have been okay. You've seen four earned runs. You've seen two earned runs and you've seen four earned runs. So that's about what you're going to get from him. That's one of the reasons that I've told you in the betonline.ag ad promo code locked on to take the over it's set at nine. And I know that the weather's going to be rough, but that just even more lends me to believe that you should take the over nine when it comes to Tyler Malley against Mitch Keller. Look, I'm, I'm excited about the talent that Tyron Malley has, and I think largely a lot of the home road splits that he's had here in 2021 have been a little bit fluky, a little bit uh, bad lucky kind of stuff. It's not as if he's giving up a ton of home runs. I mean, comparatively to when he's on the road, he's giving up more home runs, and he's doing it in less innings, but it's not a situation that I say it's only Great American Ballpark that's hurting him. I just think it's a little bit of flukes here and there. I think tonight he's going to pitch a little bit better, but we're still probably looking at a quality start of like three earned runs or something like that. I believe that he will pitch better against this Pirates lineup because he pitches pretty well overall against the Pirates in his career. But when I look at his opponent and I look at Mitch Keller, I'm not sure what to think of this guy because breaking down his season, you have seen it started very poorly. The first time that the Reds faced him, his ERA was over seven. Right now, it's just barely over six. So kudos to him for bringing it down by like a run over the last couple of months. The thing with that is he still gives up plenty of runs. So to say that I expect this Reds lineup to continue its stretch, 
That's not a stretch. I expect them to continue to the ability to score a bunch of runs. They scored nine runs last night. They were able to get off their like bad streak against left-handed pitchers against Dylan Peters, thankfully, because Dylan Peters isn't necessarily a good pitcher. Mitch Keller isn't either, and he's right-handed. So this is a situation where this lineup should feast. If you're into daily fantasy or something like that, or if you're playing on uh, Stat Hero, you should probably load up your lineup with red hitters. I'm just I, I I feel that way about tonight's game. They they should feast against Mitch Keller. And I was even looking at this. He he has a couple of scenarios this year. Now his first two game his first two starts of the season came against the Cubs in back-to-back starts. And then he has a stretch of back-to-back starts against the Cardinals where in the first start, he was pretty good. In the second start, he was pretty terrible. Now he's facing a stretch where his last start came against the Reds. He only gave up two earned runs in five innings. Now his next start is against the same Reds lineup. So I think the Reds should feast. I'm looking at this and I say he's got high spin rates on his pitches, which actually lead to a better than average break on his curveball. But when you look at his statistics pitch by pitch, that doesn't add up to anything. In fact, his curveball is his worst pitch. Hitters are hitting over 300 against it with a slugging percentage near 600. It's time for the Reds to feast. It's time for them to build this streak. I think they got off the schneid last night. They're going to continue this offensive dominance tonight and they're just going to carry it in game by game the lineup is back looking forward to seeing what they're going to bring to the table against mitch keller tonight and hopefully home mally does not rear his ugly head and it's more road mally pitching a great american ballpark yeah whatever that makes sense in my own mind <sighs> hopefully hopefully we've got a win because again this is not the time to be explaining losses. This is the time to win. It is must-win territory. We, we talk about this during the season, and I hesitate to use this term a lot because you see people saying this in like the month of May whenever a team is on a four-game losing streak. They're like, oh, this is must-win. Technically not. Now it is. Now is the time to say that this game is a must win. That is why everyone was so deflated in the first three innings last night whenever the Pirates went up 5 nothing because you're like, Again? Again, we're going to lose to the Pirates? What, what, what's going on here? But not so. Joey Votto wills them to victory with a big comeback. Nine unanswered in his 19th career game, reaching base five times. And we're going to end it this way. Votto still bangs. Joseph Daniel Votto is going to be back in the lineup. I firmly believe that. I mean, that's that's a no-doubter. Back in the lineup tonight against Mitch Keller, probably going to have another good game. Looking forward to it. Hopefully, like I said, it's soggy here. If you don't live in the Cincinnati area and you're seeing this or listening to this, it's pretty soggy here in Cincinnati. And I'm going to be down at the ballpark, which probably means it's going to be at least delayed. Hopefully it won't be though. Thank you so much for listening and watching to the locked on reds podcast. If this is your first time doing so make sure that you're subscribed. I think there's a little button like right here there. No, right here. Yeah, whatever. Hit that subscribe button. That way you don't miss anything that I've got for you right here on the YouTube channel. You can also follow me on your favorite podcasting app and listen on your drive to or from work or just while you're working, something like that. And you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and follow the show at locked on reds, but that'll do it for us here today. One win down a lot more to go. Hopefully we'll be talking about another one tomorrow.